Hey people, this is Aram. This week I am joined by the cast of the Dungeon Rats, an amazing group of improv actors, musicians, editors, and designers from Chicago. If you haven't checked out the show yet, you need to know three things. It is brilliantly written and DM by Patrick O'Rourke. It features custom soundtracks by Carlos Luna, and I play a half-orc on a quest for redemption named Bellegarde. I guess this is where we're going to live now, little Darrell Jr. And he's looking for a place that you would take a baby, I guess. Yeah, and I think of what he sees, the Embassy Suites looks like the best place to go. That does seem logical. I will go to the Embassy Suites. You walk in the front door and it opens up into a... But the door opens up on its own? Yeah, automatically. And it opens into this small, classy, but not too fancy bar. (laughs) Bar? I can't take a baby here. You do see... Well, bear. (laughs) You do see uh, standing in front of the bar is a podium with a person standing behind it. Hello. Oh, hi. I need a place to change my baby. Oh, oh, you need to... uh... Wait, is Bellegard still not have his cloak on? Is he still... (laughs) Are you still still just wearing his underwear? So he's just like a giant... Bad yeah. naked. Oh my, oh my! Oh my goodness! Um, um. Let me get you a robe. And he goes into the back and pulls out a robe and wraps you in it. On the back, it says, "Embassy Suites." Nice. <laughs> this is so soft and plush and so comforting. Welcome, welcome. Well, you said you needed a changing room. We do have uh, parental changing rooms here. That's well. I am a parent. And I need to change this young baby. Yeah. Parents always say shit like that. <laughs> yeah. People. I, oh, like, I am a parent. Mo- monsters holding babies. <laughs> monsters fucking holding babies say, I am a parent. I will take that. <laughs> I will find a changing station for my child. I'm, I have. I'm definitely not eating this yeah. baby. It's, it's clearly apparent that he's a parent. <laughs> so be sure to listen and subscribe to the funniest D&D podcast you have ever heard. In this week's episode, we are joining an elite group of elves who have come together after an initial team of scouts sent north by the Ironwood Elders to the Spine of the Sea in order to investigate unusual yeti activity have gone missing. This is the first episode we have recorded with our new microphones, thanks to our loyal Patreon supporters, and I am very excited for you to hear what will sound like from here on out. We have maps, character sheets, and my full DMs notes for this episode loaded right now for our gold and silver Patreon supporters at patreon.com godsfall. Now let's join our guest players as we dive back into the Ironwood. My name is Aram. Welcome back to Godsfall. Godsfall is a custom Dungeons & Dragons game that is played and recorded in Washington, D.C. and written and produced in Chicago. My name is Carlos Luna. I play Reuven Yestor, the level 5 wild elf fighter. My name is Alex Colliard. I play Raul Valen, a level 5 wild elf rogue. I'm Serena Marie, and I play Saria Lenoran, a level 5 wild elf fighter. I'm Justine Kruger. I play Velatha Greffrin, a level 5 wild elf ranger. Hi, I'm Patrick O'Rourke, and I play Automil Leodon, a level 5 wild elf ranger. And Thalia Byrell, a level 5 high elf monk, was played by Mark Hooner. Previously on God's Fall. 
Automil is the guardian of Ironwood, who has formed a special kinship with Elder Hag. Sounds like the DM from uh, uh, the Dragon Rats. <laughs> I'm going to be more sing-songy. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like this. <laughs> he is also the arisen god of speed. Recently, while hunting down one of his own kind that had stolen a valuable tracking mud from the tribes along with his protege, Rena, Automil found himself magically summoned to the Union in the center of the void. The tower was once used by the gods to test the worthiness of their demigod offspring and had currently been testing a handful of other young arisen Automil had met earlier that year. Though I have had access to my divinity for over a year, I have walked upon the steps of Orin's temple in that time. Those doors did not open for me. Though we all stand here arisen gods, whatever the five of you are is something very different. Oh, that's from the episode. He fought alongside his friends, and when the task was complete, he was teleported back to River Room. Rena, however, was left behind in the tower. You all know that his protege has vanished. No one knows why. So that's one of those things that everyone's kind of like, mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. I might have killed her. Yeah, you probably did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not you. saying that I did, though. And you also all know that he is the arisen god of speed. That's out now, and no, and, but it's net, but it's also a little He's the god of speed? Yeah. yeah. Who is he to us? He, well, he is a fellow tribesman. He is, uh, he is the most experienced guardian out of all of you. Tampa, Tanya! Tanya, Arawa! In this adventure, you will each be playing an elf on a small strike team that has been tasked to try and find out why there have been so many yeti in the Ironwood lately. In the winter, the Guardians form regular squads to deal with the white-furred giants as they descend from their mountains and scour the woods in search of elf flesh. But to have this many incursions in the dead of summer is completely unheard of. Your team is led by Adamil, a wild elf ranger from the northern clans and the arisen godling of speed. He has led you along the southern side of the flow, a clear, slow-moving mass of frigid water, over a mile at its narrowest. The trees of the Ironwood are gargantuan, as wide across as 30 men with arms held open and stretching 400 feet above the heavily shadowed forest floor. Their thick, moss-encased roots spiral in all directions and plunge deep into the flow. Your team has traveled here to rest and discuss strategy before heading north to the spine of the sea. You are to meet with Elder Hagen before you set off. So you are right here okay. in Talundi, cool. right on the edge of the Frostmire. So we are on the road right now? Mm -hmm. uh, no, let's say you're in Talundi. Tulundi is basically a large village on ground level and then much higher in the trees. There's a network of walkways and religious sanctuaries that would be higher, you know, much higher up in the trees because the trees are considered, of course, very sacred. And the way I have El a bird. You, yes, you go, yeah, you have a, uh, you have a blood hawk. Yes, you, you do. That's kind of hawk. important. Yes. Uh, yes. I, you have a a I was hoping that was just Justine, like, no, we were remembering, right. like, in her room she had a bird. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. I'll be right back. <laughs> Patrick, it's how do I say your character's name? Adamil. 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 If it's Adamil. Wait, are we all friends? 
Yeah. You all know of each other. There are elves are are rare, and there's a lot less of you now after the dis- mm. the destruction of most of the world. So you all generally know of each other before coming in. I- you're the most outsider because you're very recent into the group. What? No, I am. I thought Justin's I was. Name? You are new into this group, but they're aware of you. Like it would be like you were never part. Oh, Imagine if you were all at the same high school, but you weren't part of the team until recently. Right. But they I'm all the knew most of recently you. hired, but like I'm like a star. Yes, exactly. I'm like a, I'm the only high elf. So you, you are guys completely are all like wild. Yeah, elves. yeah. yeah. Exactly. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I well, yeah, you're a dweeb. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's yeah. your name? I'm a monk. Reuven. 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 Yeah, it's like Reuben, but with a V. With a V. Yeah. How do you pronounce Justine's name though? Velatha. Valatha or Velatha, whichever you want to right. do. It doesn't matter. Valatha. Yeah. Valatha. Vel. Valatha. So who's more white, me or Justine? Valatha. Both are pretty white. Yeah. <laughs> Serena, Saria. what's yours? Um, Sara. Saria. 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 Yep. And you're Thalia, right? Thalia. Yeah. Thalia. Thalia. And, and Alex, what are you? Raul. Rai. Raul. Thanks a lot, Raul. Like, I have phonetic spellings next to everybody. That's what I'm doing. I had to write mine phonetically. (laughs) (laughs) Thalia, Balatha, Saria, uh, Ruven. We've talked about it for like 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ademil. 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 Hagent is, uh, so elves kind of like are eternal, 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 eternal. And then when they get old, they're tiny prunes, right? And she is like Yoda. She is full Yoda. She kind of walks with that little shuffle. She is. Wait, who and, is this? Who's This Ag- is Hagen? a uh, one of the elders that you have come here to meet. Oh, okay. So you have come to Talundi to meet this elder. So imagine. Haggit. Haggit. Imagine one of these big A-frame wooden structures open at the top there's a uh, trough of smoldering coals as you walk in so it's warm and it's heavily perfumed there's obviously a lot of moisture in the air this is kind of meant as a meditation and relaxation area and she is sitting uh on a small rug on the floor and gestures for you all to sit with her welcome guys it's it's been too long it has been some time you've been busy very busy but it can't stop. We must keep the forest protected. We must keep it protected, which is why I'm glad you're all here. We have had some possible trouble to the north. We believe the Yetis have been disturbed, but we do not know why. We had a team up there who sent a signal a flare up, warning us of trouble, and they were never heard from again. We need you to go as quickly as possible, find out what is happening, deal with it, and then return here. You have full authority. We trust you implicably in this. All of you. But I'm afraid I do not know the mountains as well as I know the woods. You will have a guide. And she gestures towards you. I have a lot of experience in these mountains. I can take us. My brother was in that group up north. He was. And sadly, I have no more information to tell you other than what I have. For you guys to enter, you have two options here. You're here in Talundi. And you have to go across the flow to the base of the mountains. Up here is the only way to really start this climb. And then you got two options. This way, back and forth for three days, or straight up the sheer cliff face. So it's, it's either one day of real climbing with ropes and gear, or a three-day long walk back and forth along an ancient path. That's the choice you all have to, to make now. Well, not now, but in, you, know, you, should, <laughs> you should probably plan. Yeah. Let's go to the base of the mountains. And spend one day ascending up. Oh, that's 
seems so aggressive. I agree with it. I think, I don't know, we're all strong here, right? We don't have time to waste. I'm not worried about it. I think I can climb it. If you want to get the job done, just send me. I'll get it done. And you can just send someone to pick up the body. We don't need six people to do this. This is ridiculous. I don't trust anybody else going up there without me. That's my blood. I'm going. No, we all must go, for it's very dangerous. It's getting more dangerous every day. And without all of us together, surely someone would die. It is one thing for two elves to go missing. It is much other thing for an entire species to be uprooted and sent further south. There is something large happening, and we believe we will need all of you. <sighs> just just kind of like squares off yeah. his shoulders. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. to say anything just else. Pouting. He, he absolutely does not want to concede, but realize he might not have a choice. All right, then uh, Hagent starts pouring you all tea. She does a traditional elven uh, blessing, which uses water from the roots of these great ironwood trees, and then also hands you out Salve. So these are carefully prepared medical salves where if you are injured, work as a cure light wound spell, but you can't like apply them in battle. You would you need a full minute to actually attach these and rest and everything else. You all have one cure wound salve. Just go ahead and write it down that way. She she hands one to me. Absolutely. I don't need this. If I need to use this, then I've done my job incorrectly. Your hubris will get you killed. Okay, well then so be it. Well, I've prepared it, so perhaps I'll you'll hold it. on to it for him. I'll take it, yeah. Thank I you, can my tell dear. you might need to. Mm-hmm. The climb alone is going to be quite difficult. Oh, and she also gives you gear, so you all have climbing gear as well. That alone will tire you out, Raul. If Raul wants... Raul. <laughs> Damn it. You know who I am. Oh, God. <laughs> You're new-ish. We went to the same high school. <laughs> We didn't play football together. And they're actually high because they're wild elves, so all the skills are really high. High schools. There are cots uh, set up in this main room. She suggests you leave tomorrow morning, but you are a team. You can do whatever you wish. I'm going to rest for 30 minutes and get a, a, a meditation going. I want to leave tonight. I say we go up sooner. If this is something that is really disrupting the wild, then we need to be able to be there to protect it and bring home our own. But if we are too risky, we may just die on our way. I feel like a real stick in the mud. And trust me, <laughs> I'm not scared of anything. I'm just trying to be as realistic to the threat as possible. Uh, I tend to agree with Falatha. Falatha? 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 Well, <laughs> well, I think damn. it's only once. Look, I've just met you all. <laughs> yeah, if you say my name you. three times, I might turn into a bird. You didn't turn into a bird. I said it three times. Because you said it wrong twice. <laughs> Listen, I'm. I agree with you. Okay, I will not be seen. That is my job. And um, everyone's been looking at like a dark figure in the corner, and I step out from behind them. <laughs> <laughs> you see, none of you have actually seen me yet. And then everyone like turns around. They're like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> I, I've known you've been there the whole time. Okay, cool. Way to ruin it. Oh, I, no. I'm just saying. We all have to be on the same page as this. As much as I'm pleased that you agree with me, I'm not going up that mountain with somebody who's so idiotic and overconfident with nothing to prove. You're the for. one who wants to leave tonight. I do want to Talking leave tonight. Talking about overconfidence. We need to get up there. If we're gonna, we m- can get up there. I trust myself. I'm confident in myself. I'm not overly confident with nothing to show for it. If we're going to climb in one day, I suggest that we rest tonight and then climb in that one day. Plus, there's tons of tea to finish. And what? there is. It's just boring tea. Mm-hmm. 
little concerned that you guys are arguing already, but she's pouring. <laughs> <laughs> but she's pouring tea. But Look. you are our guide, and if you want to leave tonight, then I will follow you and protect you. Balatha, there is no trip without you. I trust you to be our guide, and I will follow when you tell us to leave. Don't go too fast. Don't go too slow. <laughs> are you guys flirting without me? <laughs> <laughs> I suggest we rest tonight. I need at least 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Mark it on your elf clock. If I... Okay, look. Fine. I we usually, you guys, I usually work alone, and I know that I rub people the wrong way. But what I am good at, what I am good at is scouting and being hidden. So it may not be a bad idea to develop a system of signals. I will go forth with Velatha as she can guide me through the mountain pass. And you guys follow shortly behind. And I can tell you if there's danger ahead or whatever I can see. I'm the arisen god of speed. I feel like I should be in the front. Oh, We're this... really not using my skills to their max if I'm following behind people slower than me. Running fast is not being hidden. You can run fast right into an arrow right into your head, and then it will go through your head I'll, faster. I'll run that arrow. You can actually run that fast. If you're running <laughs> towards it, I mean, like, you, it's kind of hard to do, like, a stop and pivot, maybe. You could I guess I'm not a monk. I get listen, <laughs> as much as I would love to listen to two men banter it out over whose skills are more qualified for this trip, everyone will be following me. I know these woods better than any of you. We will go before sun breaks tomorrow morning. That gives you all four hours before, uh, right before dawn. Zarya goes and um, just sits next to Reuven, just sits next to him, cross-legged. And You um, all know, by the way, even you have picked up on this. Everyone knows. You, yeah. you guys are trying to play up. Everyone knows. Yeah. Yeah. So I just go and sit next to him. Not like, hey, but just like sitting. Reuven's been sitting on the cot while watching everyone discuss what's the best plan of action the entire time and kind of keeping to himself. They're sitting quietly, and he leans in, just so the rest of the group can't hear while they're while they're uh, arguing over whether or not they leave early or late. These fools are going to rush in and get us all killed. That's my fear, yes. But we'll protect them, won't we? I'm sworn to protect them. But who will protect me? I'll protect you. And then he's, he doesn't turn his head, but he looks with his eyes. He just moves his eyes and, like, look over, and there's a small smirk on his face. Aww. <laughs> so it is uh, an hour before dawn now. You're being either woken from... Well, the elves don't sleep, so you're either gathering or... We don't or, sleep? No, elves only meditate for four hours a day, but they never sleep. Oh. The first thing to do would be to get across the flow, and they have prepared a raft for you. So there'll be a raft waiting uh, by the banks. The mountain is magical. There was a demigod of the mountains who died along with the rest of the gods, and he died in these mountains, and these mountains perpetually are covered in snow. So they're also always melting at all times, whether, you know, at towards the winter, it, it freezes up a bit, but throughout all the warm months, they melt yeah. continuously. So this large, icy body of water exists and moves at all times in a very slow current continually south. How wide is the river? Several miles. Oh, fuck. Okay. All right. So I can't, like, just hop on a tree and, like, jump over the river? No okay. way. Even okay. with these trees. And these trees are gigantic. Yeah. Are they redwoods? 
Well, they're larger, actually. <laughs> they're larger than redwoods. They're, they're about four, but they are uh, deciduous trees here, and then they are evergreens further up north. All of them are much larger than normal trees and also as strong as steel. So are, are we walking towards the rafts? Then? Yeah, let's say that you've been traveling. Uh, you all have left Tulundi. It is a warm summer day. There's bugs and birds and variety of creatures all around you. And you have been quietly following the river along the banks and have gotten to the point where you'd want to cross. And the raft has been kind of tucked away in the side. Like these giant trees, their huge roots reach into the water. So they could very easily like have a whole houseboat underneath one of these. So the raft is just tucked away. All steer. Who wants to guide? There's actually four poles. So there'd be one person on each corner uh, because you guys have to work against the current. Reuven puts his hand in the water. I'm going to roll a perception to see if he can tell if it's like heavy rapids or he can tell us anything about the flow there. Sure. Uh, 19 plus 4. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is uh, flowing stronger than average. It is freezing. Uh, it's normally cold, but it's colder than average, too, which would both things would suggest more runoff. Gotcha. But it's aggressive. Yes, it okay. is aggressive. It'll, it'll take some effort to get you all across this river. So let's talk about, this is out of character, but how you drive a raft. Sure. When I did in Colorado, yeah. there was somebody in the front being right. like, rocks! Right. And then there was someone in the back who helped like guide it because you're riding... Well, the... you were going down current. So if you're going up current, then the yeah. person in the front would be like yelling to the two on the sides. Basically. Like, left, right. Mm-hmm. Yep. But using actual water terms, like... You could say left and right. Is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. So it would just be the strongest ones in the party would do that. Yeah, so right. whoever, okay. and yeah, well, it, it, you could also be exhausted as you're going across. I have a little chart for all of this. So oh, who would like to uh, control the rat? No, there's four points and four poles. So I'll, t- would... I'll grab a pole. All right. I'll grab a pole, I'll and while pole. I'm grabbing poles, I want to make sure everybody gets on the raft safely. No, excellent. No. Yep. So I'll own. take a pole too. Okay. Who's got the fourth pole? I got it. Yeah, you got pulled out. I got pulled out? But they oh. might get tired. Okay. It's okay. Pull yeah. out. Are you guys yeah, flirting yeah. again? <laughs> <laughs> He's the one character that's, that's supposed favorite. to be flirting, but he doesn't flirt. <laughs> that's just really wants to flirt. But he yeah. wants to flirt so right. Trying so hard. <laughs> it's going to take about an hour to, to get across the flow. And so that means I need you all to roll a die 20. Everyone who uh, has a oh. pull, roll a die 20 and add your dexterity. 26. 13. 22. 15. Excellent. So you all, uh, I guess we're not really paddling, but you are polling well. And now I need a constitution roll to see how well you're keeping up. So roll a die 20 plus your con. Not nearly as good. I got a nat 20. Ugh. Nice. You're fine. Now I've been breaking a sweat. <laughs> 13. You're good. You're yeah. good. You're huffing it, but you're good. You know. He's at three. Yeah. So three. I, got a, I got a three. You are winded. Automil's been up late nights. He's been worried. You have heard nothing from Brina. You have no idea what happened to her. And you are just, you need to put the pole down and have someone take over because the back is starting to swing out. Ruben, Guys, I'm physically and emotionally exhausted. Automil, get over it. Give your pole up. Aren't you a god? <laughs> of speed. As soon as I get on my feet, I'll prove it to you. Okay. Reuven has been sitting <laughs> in the back of the raft, kind of like looking behind us because he keeps getting this anxious feeling that there's something following him. He could hear Automail getting winded the entire time, and his eyebrow just goes up like, I thought this guy was a god. Don't judge me. Just help me. I would gladly take over for a god. I thought you'd be maybe impressed by skill because this is a skill mission thing. Please let me just do the, the raft. Reuven puts the oar in, in the raft. 
hard. Uh, so it like moves the raft just a little bit. So he like sits down. He's like forced to like hit a wave and like sit down real quick. Wait, can I do an athletics or yeah. something to Absolutely. see if I, I see that? Acrobatics would be great. Okay. Thirteen. You you stumble a little bit, yep. but you stay on your feet. <laughs> I wish smug looks would translate to podcasts. Ruben doesn't like look over. He's just looking forward, like he didn't even do it on purpose. He's just keep he keeps rowing. All right, I need a dex roll from everyone rowing. God, I hope you fail this. 19. Good. 17. Good. 11. Good. 12. All right, so you all are going well. Uh, can it's I, a, so please, go ahead. Can I do a perception? I'm just like yes, doing nothing, so I'm bored. I'm so you're kind of like facing exactly. Yes, please pissed. roll me a perception roll. Uh, His arms are crossed. Uh, t- 10. 10. Okay, so you're just you're looking, but you're not really looking. Yeah. You're doing that thing where you're mad and thinking and your eyes are facing this way. But I'm mostly really watching him to see if he's failing, but yeah. he's doing a great job. And <laughs> you're I'm very, very frustrating. Mostly yeah. watching Ruben. And so you guys are about halfway across, and even though you're not really looking, you still spot something. There's something large coming downriver towards you. And if the team keeps going, you'll intercept it. So like a like a T-bone situation. Exactly. We're going across, they're coming down. Okay. Exactly. I think it's pretty big, but if I take it out alone, they'll be really impressed with me and maybe I'll win over some of them. Oh, God, should I warn them? Because if I can't take it, then I look like a real dick. Then they all hate me still. Reuben looks over and sees him having an internal monologue. He's just like, there's something straight ahead. <laughs> <laughs> this makes Automil uh, look up and look out into the water. You could all see it at this at this point. There's a, a large mound, probably oh. uh, maybe like ten feet wide. I pull out my bow and I draw an arrow back. A sleep arrow, because if it's a beast, I don't want to kill it, but I don't want it to hurt us. Roll a hint. And that's a one. <laughs> this is scientific proof that when you're the DM, you roll hot, and when you're a player, you roll cold. I need a dexterity save. It's a good thing my dex rocks. Twelve. Twelve. Yeah, that's not good enough, uh, especially yeah. with a one. So you pull a bow, and you just kind of stride to the fourth, because you're very, very sure of your abilities. And you get right on the edge of the raft, and you're about to fire. But these two have been kind of glaring at each other and kind of facing off, and you just don't quite pay attention in that one moment, and you guys hit something underwater which spins the raft around. You all recover, you tumble into the water. Oh, no! Oh, yeah. The hell are you doing? I wanna, uh, I wanna place God. my my javelin in to like so he can like climb up and grab it. Excellent. I first needed a Constitution save. The second you hit the water. Okay, fourteen. No, you were so lucky. Okay, uh, <laughs> and uh, roll a strength check. Yep. So uh, eleven. Yeah, that's all right. As long as you can roll less than uh, okay. ten, so you're able to pull him back on, and you get on, and you <laughs> don't. Yeah, you're cold, but you don't have exhaustion. So. I guess being a god has a learning curve, huh? I don't belong in the water. I need to be on land where my speed can shine. You'll so, see. So sure. can we? Hearing a lot about it, buddy. If we're in, if we're if we're in the raft, yeah. can and this thing. So if we're going this way, and this thing's coming this way. Much closer now. Can we put? Our poles in half the raft to hold while it passes. Yes, you absolutely could do that. You could go, you could hit because it's not very deep. 
So you could hit bottom and hold yourselves where you are. Let's do that. All right. I think that's a good idea. Everyone roll a strength check who has a pole. Natural 20. Seven. 14. 18. Yeah, you are a little wobbly and you're having trouble holding it, but everyone else rolled so well, you guys stay where you are. A large mound kind of comes out of the gloom and you recognize that it is a bear, a large bear, kind of swollen and clearly dead. As it passes, it kind of like hits a rock and rolls over. And you see that from just chin to its legs, it has been torn completely open and gutted. And there is ice packed into the wound all the way around the edges. I want to examine the claw marks or the marks to see if I recognize a beast or what it could be from. Absolutely. Investigation? Nature. Nature. Oh my god! Yeah, you're uh, uh you're you're, you're you have like some you know your eyes are cold. <laughs> and, I rolled and, a two. Yeah, your <laughs> eyes are cold, man. <laughs> so you he's just he's giving yeah. you anything, <laughs> any ex, any excuse. It's not like you're a fuck up. <laughs> like your eyes are cold. His does, eyes are cold. I don't belong in the ocean. Or does anyone who's river. competent would like to take a look at the wound? Sure, 21. Nice. Okay. You, uh, and because you're very focused on this, you know that uh, yetis have cold attacks. So this very well could have been a yeti. It was a yeti. We have to keep going. We have to hurry. We have to go faster. If there's a yeti attack nearby, though, that means they've already descended on us. Wait, but it's floating down the river, so it could have been anywhere up the river. It's true. It could have been a few feet I hate to say this, but Ryle is right. We have to keep going. We have to keep going. You could up. just say I Ryle is right next time. <laughs> During this exchange, Saria picks up her pole and just one big swoop just to keep going. No, everyone's going again. Okay. Yeah. I need one more roll from everyone with a pole. Audemil is just staring at his feet, wondering Oof. his cold feet. <laughs> what has happened to me today? I used to be so good at this. Is it my strength or is it my acrobat? This would be dexterity. your uh, dexterity. Dexterity. And nine. 12. Okay. Seven. Ooh. 12. Okay. Uh, all right. I need dexterity 12. saves from everybody. We're just Everyone tired. on the raft. Dexterity saves? Yeah. Oh, shit. I rolled a one. Oh, no. 21. Yeah. 21. Yeah. Nine. Yeah. 13. Okay. Oh. Yeah, that'd be you. You're on the raft. I at my feet. Natural twenty. Okay, natural twenty. And since you are super fast, you are fast enough to catch him. So roll a dexterity save to catch him from tumbling into the water. Very nice. Uh, So that's twenty-two. Your arm shoots out, literally just as you're about to pitch in, and he grabs you and pulls you back on. You don't want to go in there. It's cold. I can tell by your eyes. <laughs> uh, all right, excellent. So you make it to the other side of the river. Yeah. It is uh, dawn is just breaking over the mountains, and it's getting colder already. But uh, it's still, you know, a relatively warmish summer day. It's about sixty, sixty-five. You've dried off nicely, and you're on the other side of the banks. On this side of the spine of the sea, the mountain bows gently to meet the wide mouth of the flow. The continuous runoff from the magically snow-packed peaks forms a million tiny rivulets that have scoured as many thin trenches out of the bare rock. 
This constant friction reverberates throughout the valley, filling it with an unearthly but calming hum both day and night. And it's very relaxing as you're walking up this sloping rock. Right. A hum kind of like, like a... Like that? Yeah. Sounds good? Okay. Mm. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that sounds good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there it is. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Think about it like all layered on top of each other, perfectly harmonized. Yes, perfect. Okay, got it. Yes, yep. beautiful. Yeah. Um, uh, what is the uh, what is the foliage situation like? Is there the pretty trees? bare here? It's, it's all bare? pretty much okay. bare rock. As you go up further, trees begin to appear as well as more snow. But that'll start about maybe half a mile up. Sure. I want to examine the area just to see if there's any yeti marks or something that would indicate some sort of beast living in this area. Investigation. 18. So you're looking around for a while, and after like about three or four minutes, there's like this overhanging rock, and it's kind of got a sharp edge, and you pull a big tuft of white fur out of it, and it's got fresh blood on it. I show it to Velatha. I take it, and I put it in a pouch, and I say, we're heading into the thick of it. Be prepared. All right, so you guys head further north then? Mm-hmm. All right, so you've been heading up for about half an hour. It's starting to grow colder and much quieter. And then you enter a clearing, wide, snow-packed, with several boulders, about a dozen of them, that are just completely rounded off with snow. The snow here is perpetual and magical. So when your foot sinks in the half a foot in, as it comes back up, the snow reforms. There's no trace of the tracks you've left. There's no trace of tracks. It looks like perfect like, like it had just fallen sure. an hour ago, forever, and that's it, and it never gets through. higher than that. Than never that gets level. higher because it always melts off. So no. it's always like this, and you're pa- it's about a half a, a foot tall, and you're passing through that right now. And there's about I'd say twelve boulders kind of spaced out all around you, and it's about maybe another hour through this area. Okay, I uh, uh, can I do perception just on this area real quick? Totally, just a quick look around. Oh, uh, 20. All right, excellent. So you're all walking, and you are in front, focused, kind of just a little off to the left, and you're just looking at the area, looking at the boulders, and something about the base of one of the boulders just doesn't seem quite right. And then you see a toe shift, Mm -hmm. and you recognize what these are. Yetis will sometimes take camouflage. You're pretty damn sure that's a yeti, and you just saw it move. Is there anyone next to me? You're all kind of close to each other, so yeah. Okay. I just I just do, like, hand movements, make no noise at all. I'm just like, stop. <laughs> you all like, see that clearly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I just, I guess I point to the yetis. I don't want to make any noise. You're pointing to the one you, you definitely saw yes, one. Yes, I definitely saw one. 25 feet right to the west. Okay. Yep. So I saw you point. Yes. And I'm going to slow my pace and motion for everybody to stop and walk towards it. Because I have Mask of the Wild, and um, no one can really see me in Snowfall. I have that as well. You so. all, you we, all we do all as Wild Elves. Okay. It's a natural. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you so could all, you could all gonna, like, kind of vanish if you wanted to. I'm going to pull an arrow. Sleep arrow. Oh, and, just, and you're going to fire. All right. Roll to hit. As she does this, I pull an arrow. As yeah, well. I imagined you were all pulling arrows. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I saw that one go flying. Yeah. So 13 plus my attack bonus mm-hmm. 10 so all 23 right. yeah so you all see an arrow bing just kind of vanish into the uh, snow and a second later a roar as it explodes upwards and snow just flies off it and two others i need initiative oof
of it this way. You're in a wide, wide open area. There is a Yeti, 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 so kind of a horseshoe, and you guys are forming a smaller horseshoe facing out towards them. You've had warnings, so you all have advantage, so this round, only you all are going to attack. Um, is one of the Yetis asleep? Because it... Oh, no. Wait, okay, so all three of them don't. So I didn't hit it with my arrow? Oh, you hit it. It leapt up, but it made its constitution save, so it did not fall asleep, but you definitely struck it. You (laughs) always roll initiative with advantage because you're automated. Okay, Just so you know. Um, but yeah, I get to go first. Right, so it doesn't matter. So I am going to drop that Yeti that has already been shot. Excellent. So I'm going to blast three arrows into it. Would I? Do I have to commit all three arrows now? Or can I, if I kill it with two arrows, can I use a third arrow? On oh, yeah, one? absolutely. Okay, you cool. can. Yeah. So I'm going to shoot my first arrow at the Yeti. Excellent. Um, the one that's been wounded. Yeah. Oh, and my short bow extends into a long bow at mm-hmm. this moment as well. Excellent. 14. Uh, 14 will hit. Uh, 12 damage. Nice. So as that Yeti's turning, you just strike it right like in the back as it's turning around. That's how fast you are. Ooh, that hits. That's like... Yeah, that'll hit. 30. Yeah. Uh, Eight damage. That one one strikes it in the leg and it kind of stumbles. So now it's facing you. I I aim this one right for its face. All right. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, 13 with all my bonuses. That is going to hit, though. Yes, oh, that'll hit. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Thank God you're so well trained. Yeah. But, like, I can tell it was a shitty shot, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. His, like, front foot Side slides eye. in the snow and it drops a little low. He yep. was definitely aiming for the face and it's going to hit him in the chest. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> for 10 damage. <laughs> oh, that's enough. So you strike him in the chest and that Yeti kind of, and then falls forward. And the two just look and then rage. I meant to do that. I didn't slip. <laughs> okay. Who's next? I uh, I put my hood up. Nice. Um, to give myself uh, advantage with, or, or yeah, advantage on just dexterity. No, putting up your hood. It would since it's really no, it says pulling the hood up or down requires an action. Yes, if you were so. actually hiding, but since it's just for flavor, you know what Got I mean. It. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah, great. I'm lo- I'm like just looking directly at um, Adamil, and I just like pull my hood up. I was like, I'll show you how it's done, buddy. I take my my bowl and hey, I turns... drop that guy. <laughs> yeah, okay, but I'm gonna drop mine better. And then I <laughs> I uh, I take my long my short bow and it turns into a long bow. Yep. I uh, I draw an arrow and uh, I just I mean I don't really have anything I can use that's like super special. It looks like sneak attack. I mean, do I have to be hiding? If you were hidden. Yeah. yeah, I need to be hiding. Okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I just I just aim for the uh, second one. And it was like, and I look at I look at Adamil. I was like, you're aiming for the head, right? And I aim right for the head of the of the the one that's closest to us, I guess. Perfect. No, the one that's farthest from Excellent. us. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Yeah, still within your close range. Right, for so sure, for sure. Yeah. But just to be a, just to be cocky about it. Yeah. Okay. Fuck. Ten. Ah, <laughs> oh, no. Unfortunately, you're like, hey, I'm wait with everything. It was ten. Yeah, with everything it was yeah. ten. So it, um, so unfortunately, you go to fire, and they had risen up because they were yelling, yeah. and then they dropped at the last second. The arrow just kind of flies like two feet. Yeah. Right over well, can head. I just say I didn't look at the yeti at all. I was just staring. <laughs> right. I was just staring right. at Adamil the whole time, and be like, I got this. I yep. shoot it. Yep. Your arrogance will be our death. <sighs> Fuck. Unfortunately, you missed that one. So who's next? Does he get? No, he's a rogue. Correct. He's oh. a rogue. Yep. Otherwise, he'd have a bonus shot. Yep. Oh, backseat DMing. <laughs> Who's next? 
Speaking of backseat, I mean, you have one task. Who's next? Oh, my God. <laughs> I was living in my regret of, uh, <laughs> of uh, telling you how to run your game. Carlos, you're up. So Reuven sees this. He gets his javelin out, ready to throw it. He sees so where... So you shrink your spear down into a javelin, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Is that what yeah. it does? Okay. Yeah. Like walking up to the rest of the party and he sees Automiel shoot his arrows. He notices him look over at Raul the entire time and then he looks over at Raul who's obviously like bo- boistering and like uh, trying to like show off at the same time. And uh, as he's like quickly approaching, his um, spear turns into a javelin and he just mumbles under his breath, children and he throws it right at the closest yeti excellent roll to hit natural 20 that's gonna hit all right i would like you to roll your damage and double it but i don't add the four until later i like to do one day six plus four and double the whole thing the whole thing yeah generous five and then four is nine and then 18 18 18 points damage so you hurl your spear and it strikes it dead in the chest, just thump. And there's this long glowing silver cord that has appeared as he threw it and is connected to his wrist. Because whenever a guardian throws their spear, they can yank it back on the following round. It is hurt, but not down. Well done. He oh. uh, he takes a step. Uh, you also have another turn. Oh, do I? Yeah, you yeah. get you get two, uh, two attacks per round. You could yank the thing back as a bonus round. You can't throw it again this round, but you can yank it back. That'd probably be the only thing I can yeah. do at this yeah. round. Yeah. Reuven yanks it back. Roll strength. 13. Yep. You tear it right out. As it coming back to his hand, he puts his head down a little bit, and he can feel Automil and Ryu like, looking at him over his shoulder, and he smirks a little bit. Hey, I'm on your side, buddy. I dropped that guy. <laughs> Who's next? Serena. Saria looks at the last Yeti. and There's still two. There's two? two. Yeah. I yeah. thought one... So is yours still alive? One's yeah. dead. His is still alive, but wounded. One's unwounded. Okay. How much damage did the first, did uh, Automil do? Uh, over over forty points of damage. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah. Yetis are big, man. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. That's why I thought you I was kicking ass with that eighteen. <laughs> oh man. All right. This is maybe not a great idea, but I'm gonna do it anyway. I look at the yeti that is damaged. Yes. So that one, and I extend my lance. So it's a full lance, and oh, yeah. I charge it. Yeah, uh, that's going to be at disadvantage, but you can do that. Okay. So you have to roll twice and take the lower one. Even And they have an extra attack if it doesn't Correct. work? Okay. Oh, dang, 9 and 18, so I take 9. 9 plus? Oh, shit. Uh, 9 plus strength? Well, no, it'll be next to your weapon, so 9 plus the attack bonus. The attack bonus. Oh, 9 plus 7. That's going to do it. All right. So she just gigantic full-size lance that you'd normally use buckled down on a horse, and she just charges towards the thing and impales it. So yes. Roll full. So it's one die 12 plus your strength. Yes. Yeah. Eight. Yeah. You jam that thing deep into, like, it's a little hard, it's a little unwieldy, but you yeah. jam it deep into its left leg, and it's just staring down at you. As a free action, you can shrink it and attack again. Uh, 14 plus 7. That's going to hit. 7, 8, nice. 9, 10, 11. So 11. Okay. So you stab it in the leg. It kind of falls down. You pull it out and jab your spear straight up through its head. Mm-hmm. Yank it out. And it just falls dead at your feet. Hell yeah. I just jump away from it. <laughs> Done. Done. All right, Justine. What's that my name? 
<laughs> I spelled it wrong in here, so I'm gonna say it long. Velatha. 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 Like a Velatha raptor. Velatha raptor. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Velatha raptor. I don't know these raptors you speak of. That's not my name. But you know Yetis. That's not my name. You want some Yeti? I do know Yetis. Oh yeah. Do I know my sister's name? Uh, yes, you do know your sister's <laughs> you name. You would. <laughs> well, Milmore, like, do you know my sister's I name? Do you know your sister? Oh, yes. Oh, the sister who died? Um, yeah. Yeva. It was Yeva, Yeva who died. Yep. Oh, that's right. It's right there on my sheet. <laughs> <laughs> Just testing you. So uh, I pull back my bow, which is a long bow now, and under my breath, I say, for Yeva. 19. That's going to hit. Go ahead and roll damage. Ooh, that would be an eight. Nice. So that's your full damage. So eight plus. Five. Nice. And he just kind of stumbles, but he's still up. And the eyes are locked on you. You can roll again to hit. You get two. I'll do another one. 22. That's also going to hit. Nice. Arrows of vengeance. Nine. Nice. Okay, he is looking bad. So you hit him kind of in the throat and then in the shoulder. The grouping is excellent. And he is bleeding heavily, and his eyes kind of shift he looks panicked now. Roll a perception since you know the most about them. 25. Uh, these yetis seem thin. They clearly, I mean, you guys are pretty powerful. They attacked anyway. They're clearly starving. Who's next? Uh, the yetis. Yeah, he's going to run. Uh, yep, so he just turns tail and begins sprinting up the mountain the other way, leaving a trail of blood behind him. And as he bleeds, it kind of like just forms little ice crystals of blue as he runs away. Do you have a chance to, to shoot him down? Easily, totally. I mean, you would have in fact, you can all just, in, fact, in order now, you could just take actions because he's just running away. You get one shot each before he's out of your range. Talia, you want to go? I mean, I only got my fist. You could close the distance, though, because you're super, because you run unbelievably fast, so you could close the distance before he got away. Okay, I think I'm going to do that and use my uh, stunning strike. Try and stun him Can if we, I don't. Excellent. So are we out of initiative? Where He At ran away. At this point, yeah. So the, the, basically, oh, he well, started to run, so, and then you just saw Thalia just shoom, zip right out. So Thalia... So I'm going to run right after him and hit him with my uh, So like as I see him about, about to uh, like run after him, I want Reuven wants to catch up to him real quick. Uh, oh, you can't. He's faster than you are. Oh, he's faster than me? He's really oh, fast. He's a monk. Yeah. Uh, okay. She, yell after him. she, she thank Pardon you very much. The men in this group are so cocky. Yell after her. Okay. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to yell at, after her to see if we can like track this thing because we're trying to find out where like the other ones are, right? So Reuven yells to Talia, we should follow, we should him, follow back him back to the back herd. To the herd. Then I stop, and I and I I'm not gonna engage. I'm just gonna I'm gonna we're gonna follow him. Sure. Wait, why do you think there's a herd? Because that's what because they the were all Hagrid together. Said Hagrid, the the Haggett. Haggett. That's who who we saw. Hagrid. Well, it also Hagrid. sounds like they hunt. Hagen. They hunt together. Yeah. It sounds like they all like work together, and if they're all ambushed at one time, then like. And worst case scenario, he'll just take us back to the lair. There's probably some sort of evidence there we could find. And as he's running, the droplets of blood that are becoming ice will hit the snow, melt in, and then get shoved right back to the top as it reforms. There is a incredibly easy trail Reuven, to follow whenever you want. Reuven sees this, uh, the blood hit, what, it turns into like a shard of yeah, some sort like, and like gets shoved little, up. Like little pools of ice. Yeah. He, he looks at it and he just thinks, breadcrumbs.
God's Fall is written, produced, and edited by myself, Aram Vartian. If you want up-to-the-minute information about the podcast, you can follow me on Twitter at God's Fall DC. Special thanks to our good friends at BattleBards for giving us access to their incredible catalog of richly produced sounds. Be sure to check them out at BattleBards.com. And a special thanks to all of our loyal Patreon supporters. Without you, this show could not continue. If you'd like to support God's Fall, get access to exclusive Patreon supporter content and get episodes of Season 3 before they're released publicly, head over to patreon.com slash godsfall. That's all from us this week. We have original maps, art, character sheets, and more on our website at godsfall.com, as well as links to our Patreon account and official God's Fall t-shirts. So see you next time in the world of the Five Kingdoms. Thank you.